Hey, this is Dwayne Brown, 210 Speed and Agility, and you're listening to the People Podcast. Welcome to episode 33 of the People Podcast. This week's episode features the story of Dwayne Brown, who is the owner of 210 Speed and Agility. Dwayne has trained over 40 NFL athletes, but most notably, he's worked with the most dominant player in the league, Aaron Donald. However, Dwayne's impact goes much further than his work with NFL players, as he's helped over 8,000 kids land college scholarships. So how does he do it? And what's next for him? For more on that, let's hear from the man himself, Dwayne Brown. Dwayne, thanks so much for joining the show. How's it going? Uh, everything's going good. You know, another day in the life of a trainer. <laughs> hey, good to hear, man. Well, yeah. I think a good starting point for our chat would be how you got started with everything you're doing. What led you to starting your speed training career out of a pickup truck back in 2004? So what happened was, you know, how you, you – I played – I was actually – I played college basketball. I didn't play football. So I was – you know, in that mode where, you know, you're playing in these uh, men's league, basketball leagues, when you get out of college, different things like that, you start working a job, you buy a house, et cetera. So I just started looking around, like looking at the athletes here in Pittsburgh in the city. And I'm looking, I'm like, there's a, there was a need here. And at the time, speed and agility wasn't as popular. You know what I mean? It was like more or less you had, um, uh, what's the guy? He went. His, he went. His son went to USC. He trained Palomalas. He had started all the Spark stuff at the time, and that was just getting into Tom Renovich. His dad. He had. Uh, he was one of the first guys. I don't know if anybody remember him. Started the speed training, the plow training without using any weights. So I just started, you know, getting into it, investigating it. And I went to a pit football camp, and I noticed the kids in the city really didn't know how to run the 40. They didn't look the par. And then when they did drills at the time, you know, they didn't have any idea, you know, how how to move. So I took $3,000 for my savings. I bought some cones, hurdles, ladders, parachutes, sleds, and uh, – uh, I bought, I started investigating how to do like kind of like resistance, you know what I mean? When I'm indoors in a gym. So I ended up buying the big rubber bands, about a hundred pounds a piece. And I tied them in a knot. And then, you know, I would put a person in each loop and that way you can do your acceleration. And, you know, from trial era, you know what I mean? Just, I started out with six kids training and people didn't believe that it would work at the time. People would laugh at me, you know, and say, what are you doing out there with them garbage bags on your back? They didn't know it was parachutes. And I just stayed consistent. So I started out at Warrington Rec um, in the wintertime. Lizetta Milvicki, I trained her son. She was school security. She got me Carrick Gym and Alder Ice High School. So during the wintertime, I was able to train inside the gym. And then when it got nice out, I went outside. I went back to Warrington. And then I went over to Greenway Field. And I just started building a following. So even though I don't have a facility yet, which I'm, we're working on now, what I've done, I built a culture. So like right now at the peak of my training, 
I'm getting 150, 160 athletes. And on speed and agility night and on positional night, I get 250 to 300 where the kids can compete and get coached up by former high, uh, college and pro guys. So we'll wind back. I started it up. People didn't believe. There was a lot of guys, oh, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. But what happened was I was getting results. You know, I got certified. And then I start uh, certified trainer. But I just start coming up with these different methods. If you notice, you look at my training with Aaron. I don't train Aaron as a D-lineman. I train him as an athlete. Miles Sanders, an athlete. Um, now you got Sky Moore. He's another one of my guys. He predicted to go first or second round from Western Michigan. He's an athlete. Jaquan Brisker, Penn State safety. He's predicted to go first or second in the draft this year. I've had um, – I've trained uh, uh, John Wetzel, Will Clark, uh, Trey Hester, um, Connor Barwin is coming to see me. Um, uh, the, the Kelsey, not the tight end, but this brother Lyman from Philly. Um, but I've trained a lot of guys. Anybody that's coming out of Western Pennsylvania, Kenny Robinson, that plays for Carolina Panthers, uh, Dane Jackson, Buffalo Bills, Demar Hamlet. Anybody you see coming out of Western Pennsylvania, probably 90, 90 to 95% of the guys have come through the two tents. So, and if, you know, you go follow me on social media, you can see these guys. But I train these guys as athletes first. So, going to Aaron, when you see him train, he's just not a regular D-lineman. And people think he's like 300 pounds. Aaron's only weighing 260 to 265 playing D-tackle. So, he's a smaller guy, but he's able to handle his own because he's strong in, his, in those trenches. Um, a quick story in 2010 – on the field when I was training over um, Rennie Way was Aaron Donald, Miles Sanders, DeMar Hamlin, Aaron Coleman, Dane Jackson, Trey Hester, Jalen Coleman, Greg McGee, Vanessa Garner, played for the Redskins for a while, John Wessel played for Dallas and the Falcons, Will Clark, you know, get drafted by Cincinnati Bengals. Drayvon Henry went to West Virginia. He was at the Giants for a minute. All these guys was on the field at one time. <laughs> Do I need to keep going? No, I Hello? mean, the resume speaks yeah. for itself. You've got all these players, and when they're practicing and training at the same time, I imagine that's how they bring the best out of each other, you know? But um, right. you train primarily football players, and you mentioned you were a basketball player yourself. And I've heard you talk about your ability to see and understand movement. So, you know, when you were building this whole 210 speed and agility up, when did you first realize that you were able to analyze movement at such a deep level? So, you know, I, like with me, training is easy for me. I don't, like, it's just something I see. I'm watching, you know, these guys do their foot patterns and, opening up and coming forward. So I just watched. I looked at how the most skillful position on the football field is. That's defensive back. So if I could get my athletes to move like them going backwards, and you also add that going forward, then they're going to be more fluid. You get what I mean? So, and then, you know, of course I add different plyometrics and stuff like that to it. So in the workout, it's just not all – the, the cones, the ladders, hurdles, and zoys, you're getting your core. You're getting your explosion. You know what I mean? We do medicine ball stuff. 
if you look at some of the videos, I mix it up in there. So it's a 45-minute workout where you're doing running form, you're doing acceleration with the rubber bands, you're getting your footwork in, you're focusing with the cones, drills, you're getting your hurdles in and zoids in with your footwork. And you get your conditioning also because the pace. Everybody that comes in, like Robert Nemakichi, he's coming in. I had Justin Matabuka in from the Ravens. Um, And Robert was like the number one player in the country when he came up. All they say is the pace. That's what gets you in shape. You know what I mean? And we're only there 45 minutes to an hour, but each of those things in a segment, running form, linear, ladder, acceleration, and explosion, and core, all in one workout in 45 minutes to an hour. Okay, and then you had touched on your relationship with Aaron Donald a little bit earlier, but I want to circle back to that. I was reading okay. that Aaron was the first player you ever trained that made it to the NFL, and now he is you know, arguably the most dominant player in the league. You've been training him since his senior year at Penn Hills High School, but how did your relationship with him first come about? So he actually came, him going to like 11th grade year, I trained his older brother Archie that went to Toledo. And then going into his senior year, he was a late qualifier. And like his dad actually was friends with my cousin Joey uh, Lewis. They played high school football together. And my cousin Joey was like, man, you got to get, 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 get your son over to my, my cousin. And at the beginning, you know, his dad was a real weightlifting guy. So he didn't, you know, at the, that's what I'm saying. Speed and agility, he thought this, what I did was just strictly was for skilled guys. No. So when he came and then before he went in the pit, he was in more shape than anybody else. So he was coming back and forth here and there. And then his junior year, he got fifth round grade. And he was like, man, should I go down to Florida train or should I mess with Wayne? That's what he called me, Wayne. He started training with me, and then he won all those awards. All those awards that summer. And then, I mean, that he trained with me that summer, and he won all those awards. And then I... I uh, at the time Paul Chris was a coach. I said, Paul Chris, can because um, I had a non the guy's a nonprofit. Can I get in the indoor? And Paul Chris was like checked on it, and they said yes. So I'm like one of the first guy, only guys that can a- able to use a you know an indoor facility where the pros and college guys practice. You know what I mean? In the same in, in one spot. But yeah, um, and then Aaron made the pro- made all defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, and it's just been you see how dominant. So he see it works. So why why we why we switch up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and he has just yeah. continued to get better every year. He's been playing football, and the amazing thing about your speed training with Aaron is that you're doing workouts with him that other defensive linemen are simply not doing. I mean, you touched on right. this is primarily stuff that skill guys do. Why do you think it's so right. unconventional for D linemen to put in this kind of work? Well, that's because, you know, I think they work on more or less the technical, you know, pass rushing. You know, Aaron doesn't work on that really. Like, works it. But if you notice the stuff, he don't do a lot of hand stuff. You get what I'm saying? His main thing is keeping his body strong and being in shape. And I keep his body. And that's what it is. He's more in shape and he outlasts all the, all the guys he plays against. And then the year he won the MVP, he went from 285 to 265. So he re- his range is 260 to 275 in his range where he keeps his body. You know what I mean? So he can be nice and lean, but he's still got his strength. And ever since that time, 
That's when he leveled up. That's when he started winning. When he set out for the contract, I got him leaner. You know what I'm saying? And then, boom, that's when he won the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, and you see he's been in MVP, MVP discussion. So, and then we might see this man win another MVP. Break the record for Oh, that would not so, surprise me at all. I mean, right. you train him different so he can be different, and it has certainly worked. In his eight NFL seasons, he's been All-Pro seven times, won three Defensive Player of the Year awards, and now recently won a Super Bowl. And uh, you right. touched on it earlier, not to mention all the accolades he racked up in college. But when you look from your work with Aaron early in his career, you know, when he was at Pitt or even high school, to now – how have you continued to evolve your workouts for him so that he can just continue to get better? Um, yeah, even with him, as he's getting older, what I had to do was switch up the short burst stuff. So I said it more long, like elongated. So everything is short burst, like real quick. But you, in that quick motion, he's going 200%. So the thing about Aaron is when I get these other guys coming and I've trained them, you know what I mean? So we're going to go, we're we going to go like running back to that train. I've trained Nia, Story, and Miles, right? And Aaron can keep up with those guys as a lineman with his footwork. You see what I'm saying? So when the D lineman come in, I train, he's so far and above, he got just good as footwork as DBs do. So the thing about him is he starts out at 200%. So at the end of the workout, he's at 150 to 100. When people in training, they come in at 100 and they're at 50. You see what I'm saying? That's the difference in his mentality. That's how he packed it. And then I have to watch bringing certain skill guys around him because he's so competitive. You see what I'm saying? He will not lose. Yes, he doesn't like to lose. And now that he got a taste of the Super Bowl, he wants to, he wants another one because he loves the feeling. So he's even going harder now that he got a taste of it than he did the previous. Yeah, and I think that's just scary hours for the rest of the NFL because he is just <laughs> getting better and better. And I heard him recently even say that, if anything, I feel like I'm getting faster. I feel like I'm in better right. shape, and I keep telling people I get better with age. And that's just crazy to think of such an accomplished player to be you know, even faster than he was when he was so much younger. What do you think is the key to a player of his caliber being able to extend his prime for so long? Well, yeah, I mean, it's just focus. It's his focus. I mean, that's all internal. That stuff, you know what I mean? That, you know, he, he like, he, he, if you know his dad, he got that from his dad, that self you know, drive. Even though I'm training him, you still got to be motivated to come out and do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's all internal. Because I've trained a bunch of guys um, that got the ability that are in the NFL but don't want, don't, don't have that want. You know what I mean? In the NFL, they got to be – they got the capacity to be as great as they want to be. They got the athletic ability. It's the, it's, the, it's the mental. It's the will and the want. You get what I'm saying? That's what it is. 
Yeah, totally. And Aaron has that times 100 of, of anyone else in the league, it seems like. And while we have talked a lot about your work with Aaron Donald, I know your impact with athletes goes much, much further than that. You have trained over 40 NFL players, but you've also helped over 8,000 kids earn college scholarships. What is it about the training process that is most rewarding for you? Well, that's the main thing. I didn't get into it for guys to go in the NFL. My whole objective was just to help some kids get into college. And once I started figuring out, building relationships with a lot of these colleges, then I can help guys on every level, D3, D2, you know what I mean, get into college. It ain't all about everybody's not going to go to Division One. So my biggest thing is you go where you're going to play, you know what I mean, and you're going to enjoy your process. And you know what happens is some of these guys that get scholarships, and they might have a couple power fives, but really, they're best served to play in the max and develop. You know what I mean? Two guys, we could say, uh, look at Sky Moore and look at Dante Cephas. So both of those guys played in the MAC and had over 1,200 yards receiving. Yeah, I've seen it. They have the ability to play at the Power Five, but a lot of schools didn't offer Like Sky had Howard Rice in, in, in uh, Western Michigan. He goes to Western Michigan and here it is. He ends up being freshman of the year, comes back the next season. The other receiver gets drafted. He comes back off an injury. Then this year, he has over 200 yards, and he goes to the combine and runs a 4.39. <laughs> so that's just an example. I'm, and I've had conversations with Sky in the past where he was frustrated about his recruiting process. And you know what I mean? At the time, I said, look, man, you go, well, who, who wants you? Don't worry about that other stuff. If you're going to get to the NFL, you're going to get there and look at him. Now he has a chance to go first or second round of the draft. And these are conversations that I have with a lot of different guys. Kay Yacomanelli, another kid. He's, he, he had a bunch of Ivy Leagues. I told him to go to Wisconsin camp because he's a good fit there at Wisconsin. And here it is. He comes out with the Wisconsin offer. And, and, and now Kay, Kay is one of my premier high school guys coming up. You know, even though I got – even though I have a lot of guys that are high profile, like on the high school level, like a Rod, you know, Rodney Gallagher, Teddy Mary Robinson, you know, those guys are top, you know, two, three hundred, Quentin Martin coming up in high school. But I, the guys that I really like, you know what I mean, nothing against those guys, those are my guys too, but the guys that, you know, you cheering for and rooting for are those guys that are coming from those D2s, those D3s, like a Niles Scott. He's at the Seattle Seahawks right now. He played for Prosperity State. He, he played for Division Three football. He's in the NFL. You know what I mean? And the mere fact these kids become good, you know, good citizens and get their education. So, and that's the main thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'd love to hear more about the culture of 210 speed and agility because it seems like that's really the backbone of everything you do. You help train kids. They develop into these really skilled athletes, and then they end up coming back and help train the next wave of kids. So when you look at the culture of your business, what are you most proud of? Oh, man, I mean, it's just that, like you said, it just keeps growing and it's keeping – like I haven't – 210 hasn't even reached the pinnacle – or where it's going to be at, even though people look at it, oh, you got Aaron Donald. And I've been saying for years, yes, Aaron solidified the training. You know what I'm saying? He's part of the culture. He's talking about the training and part of the culture. But the kids coming up afterward, the way the kids, like, 
that, that it will never go nowhere. <laughs> It'll never go nowhere. So, yeah, every time I think about it, I just like, man, sometimes I don't know how I, how I got done. I just kept working and kept building it. And if you see, if you follow me on social media, I'm consistent. Every day I'm posting. Every day I, I'm training. You know what I mean? And I put it out there. Yeah, and I think people love to see the behind-the-scenes footage of guys like Aaron Donald working and seeing what kind of training regimen they're doing in the offseason. Um, right. And, Dwayne, this has been a great discussion about all the things you've done, but when you look ahead, what's next for you in 210 speed and agility? So we're in talks now, several places, uh, getting land and uh, building up a campus. And then I'm also talking about naming rights and facilities, stuff like that. You know what I mean? And once I get that, you know, it's a give back to the community, keep empowering people. You know what I mean? Um, you know, just help people get jobs, businesses. You know what I mean? I'm in the power in the community. Um, and, you know, and that's why I want to build a facility and, you know, put one in my, my old community. And that's what we're in talks now about doing. And then, uh, you know, people can actually see, like, look, there's NFL guys from the set coming into this community working out. You could be around and you could be there too. You know what I'm saying? And also it's just uplifting. It's going to help uplift the people where I come from. So, and that's the main thing. You know, once I get the brick and mortar and, you know, all that other stuff comes, you know, that just solidifies the legacy of two tenths, you know? And then guys like Aaron, he's a community guy. He'll come back and he'll be in there working out and training, giving back. That's yep. amazing. Well, exciting times are ahead. And, Dwayne, I got to say thank you so much for taking the time to join the show. This was a lot of fun, and I wish you nothing but the best going forward. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks a lot. I really enjoyed my conversation with Dwayne Brown. When it comes to speed and agility training, I don't think there's anybody that's better than him. And his resume speaks for itself. But that wraps up this week's installment of the People Podcast. So I'll talk to you all next Wednesday for episode 34.